Bonjour, Nicholas. Bonjour, no Raymondo. How are you? Still not Ray. Um, yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for asking. All the better for seeing your face via the wonders of technology. Isn't it great? It is, I love it's it. great that we don't actually have to be in the same room as each other. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do have a terrible breath. Um, so... <laughs> what What are you drinking? Uh, uh, tonight I am drinking a bottle of Peroni Nastro Azzurro from Italia. Mm, very actually posh. Actually from Tesco, but what are you drinking? Uh, I'm actually drinking from Tesco as well. It's Tesco White Grape and Blackberry Sparkling Water. Uh, I thought we were drinking during this podcast. I didn't really want to do the drinking during the week, particularly not in January. And I have terrible muffin tops, so I'm trying to get rid of them. But I thought for this thing, we had a beer together, but clearly I, I didn't. I got the wrong end stick. Um, so what's coming up in today's show? Okay, today's news. So, um, <laughs> we have, um, okay, so we've got loads of stuff to talk about today. We've got um, our favourite news stories from the week. And for those that haven't listened to our first episode, I suggest you get back there and do that. Give uh, everything a little bit more context. So Russ and I basically pick a, uh, a news story that we've seen in the week that has either amused us or intrigued us or, or irritated us. And we talk about that for a whip. Uh, we're going to be discussing relationships and being musicians and how that choice of work affects relationships with girls and uh, friends and friends and family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we've got my favourite, which is Karen of the Week. You do love Karen of the Week. Is it, it's, it's a good one, it's, Nick. It's a good one today. I'm not going to lie. Is it a good one? Yeah. It's a good shall one. You're going to like it. Shall you I are. stay tuned, or can I go get my coat? Uh, no, I think you should stay tuned for this one. I think All you're right. going to like it. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Karen of the Week. And then uh, after that, to end the show, we're going to have what was, once upon a time, educating Russ. Um, but I'm going to change that, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to change it to, but um, if you hold on to your seat, when we get there, I'm sure your mind will be B-L-O-W-N, exclamation mark, underlined. That's right, exactly. Right, so are you ready to get into this podcast? So I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, are you ready to get into this podcast? The Little Pickle Podcast, episode two. All right, so Nicholas, I'm going to be honest. We didn't really do a proper introduction on last week's podcast. We didn't really explain why we're still friends after 22 years um and the fact that we are still friends is mostly because we share the massive desire and love for music together uh, and we also quite like each other uh, most of the time most of the time yeah most of the time uh, so that's kind of why we why we've ended up where we are today isn't it and we, we get we get our chance to impart some wisdom and some uh, some a small amount of knowledge, I'd say, in terms of being working musicians, gigging musicians, where we're mm. lucky enough to play at some cool events. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we wanted to do, isn't it? Yeah, basically um, cover hot topics um, relating to that, really. Life as a musician. I'm sure a lot of musicians that listen to this will be able to relate to many things that we talk about, but those that aren't in the industry or in the uh, in the field, so so to speak, won't actually know and it might be a nice little insight in, uh, for them to, to get into what it's like to be a musician going out and then slogging it on the circuits because we literally started from i mean nick and i first started playing together in year nine um what was that 1999 1999 yeah so we had to put together a little musical thing with mrs wilcox we did do you remember when she turned up to one of our gigs years later 
and told us uh, that she had no idea what she was doing when she was trying to teach us and none of the teachers at our school did. That I felt do, great, didn't it? I do remember that, <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? It turned out all right. Did it? <laughs> I, I, th- I think, I mean, we're sat here today talking about music and the fact that we're still doing music True. 22 years later. I mean, re- regardless of, I, I wasn't really interested in maths or science, but I was very interested in music. Uh-huh, yeah. So, um, and I, I would like to think Mrs. Wilcox had something to do with that for sure. I mean, letting yeah. us bunk off other lessons to just <laughs> sit right, in a room yeah. and play music. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good. Good times, good memories. So hopefully during the next few weeks we can share some of those memories with you yeah and hopefully keep people's interests while we do it exactly That's so should we uh should we crack on with our favorite news stories of the week actually before we go to the news stories can i just say ray uh my my personal favorite memory of you uh wasn't uh, the times that we've you know played to x amount of people in a various exotic country it's actually uh standing around watching you do the worm at middle school this is before we actually even knew each other but <laughs> You were there with all the girls surrounded you, swooning, sweat. And do you remember curtains, haircuts? You had that, I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. You me, went under me. your shirt down to like your belly button. Did you, I? Proper Backstreet Boy looking fella, you know. You had them eating out the palm of your hands, all those women. Nothing's changed, eh? Yeah, well, yeah, as <laughs> if. <laughs> as if. But yeah, thanks for sharing that memory. That's taken me right back to... Um... You don't remember the first time you met me, do you? Um, I don't, yeah. No, say no more. Let's go to the news. So Nick, yes. my news story of the week this week. Um, basically, uh, you're in the market to buy a house, right? I am indeed, yes. Excellent. Um, so as you know, up north, you can get a bit more for your money. Up the north of England, yes, you can get a bit more for your money because the wages don't quite match. I think that's why it is. Something to do with inflation. Economic. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and there's that Finance. separation, isn't there? We don't know stuff because we only know music, but carry on. No, and we're soft southern fairies. We um, are. <laughs> true yeah um so essentially what i'm what i'm i'm giving you i'm basically giving you a golden ticket here you can get a three bedroomed semi-detached house right wow right garden it it looks good i'm going to send you a couple of pictures um on your phone so you should have them now there they are just check your phone let's have a look oh yeah okay talk to me so Right. Like I said, three bed, semi-detached house. Um, it's up in Leeds. Nice part of the nice part of the world. I have a friend in Leeds. Well, there you go. You can be even better friends. Um, Don't really like them. Uh, so, what what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you think that compares to a house? Well, for the here? money you're paying, I mean, you know, it, that's a bargain, isn't it? You you wouldn't get a, wouldn't get a freaking matchbox down here for that sort of money. And up there, you got everything, haven't you? Really? Yeah. So, so, I don't know. Should I put your name down? Well, yeah, I put my name down, but do you not think I'll get beaten up a lot because of my southern accent? Because they all talk like that up Leeds. I think it's worth they? it, isn't it, for the money? Well, as a honorist, do you think I could fit in up there? Yeah, I, d- I reckon you, if you don't do that accent, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, point taken. Um, yeah, put my name down. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a hell of a commute. It's going to be a hell of a commute. Do you know? Yeah, I, I'll still come back down here to do the podcast and set my laptop up in my car. At the back of Waitrose. As long as we can still do this podcast, that's the yeah. main thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, okay. There, there is, there is one slight catch that I should should mention. Um, right. So actually, two. So one is that it's in Leeds. Yeah, I got that. 
no, no, no. That's right. not one of the catches. Uh, what one of the catches is the fact that part of the garden is currently rented from Leeds City Council. Now, looking at the pictures, I, I can't tell you which part of the garden is rented by Leeds okay. City Council, but probably the nicest bit. Probably, yeah, probably <laughs> the bit with like the fountain and the yeah, statue, was, the yeah. Greek statues, <laughs> <laughs> like really over the top. <laughs> <laughs> the human chessboard and it's, all that. it's looked after by um like the royal horticultural society <laughs> of leeds does that <laughs> does that mean then if a part of the gardens uh the councils don't they send one person around to, to do all the trimming and the the cutting yeah. of the lawn yeah. and that yeah in, in the one corner of the garden just, like, just in that bit that they own the rest of it's just overgrown because it's, it's yours yeah <laughs> and you're not going to do it so um so that's the one of the catches and then the other catches i'm just going to read this directly from the website where this is advertised um so please be aware this property is being sold by family members as part of a relative's estate so obviously someone's passed away yeah there's a lot of that at the minute it's it there is yeah um it it was the deceased's wishes so this is still from the website okay so it was the deceased's wishes to be buried in the garden as he was born and died in the house. He, oh, right. I thought you were going to say he was born and died in the garden, but in the house <laughs> is as freaky, maybe a yeah. bit less. But So, yeah, and then they go on by saying, this wish has been carried out and the property will be sold as is. So I guess ultimately so, that, that rules out the, the idea of a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, because you'd be digging granddad up, wouldn't you? <laughs> Oh my, what's so hang on? You've got to move into this house. Firstly, part of the garden isn't yours anyway. And then secondly, you'll have, you've got a corpse in your garden. There's an actual corpse in the garden. It's not going to be good if the kids are out playing. Trip, so, over, a, <laughs> trip over a thigh bone. So are we still keeping your name on the... Yeah, no, I'm all right, actually. Because uh, where there are corpses, there are ghosts. And I don't need that. I really okay. don't need that in my life. All right, well, there you go. So that's my news story of the week. What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on that? What, would you move in? I don't see. I, do you know what? I was thinking about this literally just before we came on. And I, I think I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Um, for 125 grand for a free bed detached house. That's brilliant, isn't it? That might, is really, might you could swing even your arm. Free, yeah, yeah, agreed. I'd do it for that, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, looks like we're moving to Leeds then. Sweet. Little Pickle Podcast moves up to Leeds. Uh, we should get some sort of like exciting travel music like there, but... We'll try and do that for next week. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> we'll just have it randomly next week. Just complete. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me your new story. Give it to me. Okay. So the new story I found this week, um, I was using the facilities at work, getting paid for it, if you know what I mean. Yes. Scrolling on your phone as you do. Yeah. And um, I found a, a news story on the BBC, right? This is the British Broadcasting Company, you know, this prestigious televisual broadcasting worldwide. I mean, it's largely considered the best news production in the world. Yeah. By who? It, British people? Or no, but just people? worldwide, the BBC is largely considered as the most like reliable, trustworthy. That's what that's what I'm told. I don't know. I'm not a by the BBC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the BBC told me, so it must be true. Um, it must be. No, I think that is. I think that's the general consensus. So they they have they are held in high regard, basically. Very high regard. Yeah, these guys. You know, 
So I'm scrolling through their app. I'm seeing doom and gloom everywhere. And then I see that there's one one news article about somebody um, putting together a, a petition to have uh, Donald Trump. Have you heard of him? Uh, yeah, yeah. The name rings a bell. Yeah, to have him removed from uh, the, the film Home Alone 2. Uh, he has a very small cameo in it in which he tells Kevin McAllister uh, directions to somewhere. Right. I haven't seen it for years because, let's be honest, nobody really watches it that much. Maybe at Christmas. But at Christmas? Ten, people tend to go for number one, though. It is arguably the better of the two. Yeah, okay, yeah. So anyway, somebody... Right, picture it, right? A wife comes downstairs to see her husband in his living room, hunched over the glow of a laptop in his dressing gown and his slippers, crusading for a better world by taking down one film at a time. You know, it's 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 the time that someone has spent to put a petition together to get Donald Trump removed from a film when it is so unspeakably just pointless in the grand scheme of things, you know? So so just to be clear, they they're not they're not trying to get rid of the film. They're just are they just trying to just get rid of his scene. Trying to digitally remove him from it. So I don't right. know how they're gonna do that or what, what it would look like. Like now, now the, the issue that I have with this and I, I think with current events and recent events um we should probably tread carefully um but still speak our opinion um you you just you can't delete history yeah you can't it happened it and the thing is though it's like he didn't even do really that much do you know what i mean like i get it some things want to be deleted whatever you know but but where does it where does it end russ you know today it's home alone 2 tomorrow it's going to be naked gun where they're trying to get rid of OJ out of Naked Gun. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the Naked Gun trilogy, but if you haven't, watch it. It is a laugh-a-rama. Okay? I probably have, but I honestly can't really tell you much about it. Well, OJ Simpson plays uh, a bumbling cop who, who you know, just gets himself in all these hilarious mishaps, and, and it's very well played by him. And it tickled me when I was a child. Okay. Right? Okay, he's done some bad stuff, allegedly. Yeah. You know, he didn't get, but we all know. Um, but where does it stop? So Trump, who who really didn't... Okay, so he ran the country for a bit, let people storm Congress, you know. I mean, the, the argument is that he incited the violence, which I, I understand um, if that's what people think and that's what people feel. Um, why I don't does know. It matter? Why, why, does, why does campaigning to have him removed for, from 10 seconds of film, from a, from yeah. a film from 1992... That's that's no. the that's my point when I say you can't delete history. So whether that's recent history in what he's just done in number uh, num, not number ten, that's 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 here that's uh, in one, yeah. in White House or wherever he is where he's just done it, or further history in terms of what 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 he did when he played a part in Home Alone. Like, what's the point in deleting history? Surely it's better just to learn from it. Exactly. And how better to teach your kids than showing them 15 seconds of Donald Trump making a cameo in a 1992 Christmas film? Exactly. You know, I mean, if the kids don't see it, I mean, uh, I just, I don't know. And, and I think the thing that really got to me is the fact that the BBC are reporting it like it's actual news, you know? Yeah, that, that I can't get down with. No. It's weird. It's very weird. But what my question is, because I've not seen it for a very long time, yeah. in that very short cameo... Do do we get to see the future Donald Trump? Like, is there is there any warning signs? Is there any warning signals? 
you know, it, what, is there anything in that that would make you go, he probably shouldn't become president? Um, there is a there is a bit towards the end of the scene where he's, you know, Kevin McAllister's lost. He asked for directions to somewhere. I can't remember. Right. And uh, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but Donald Trump does say, yeah, it's it's just up there, fifth in Maine, whatever. Right. Oh, and by the way, if I'm ever president, I will incite violence. And then that's the end of the scene. So okay. I think, you know, maybe actually it might be worth getting rid of him from that scene. Yeah. See, this, this is what my fear was. That look, <laughs> <laughs> looking back, did we miss something really obvious? <laughs> It was right under our noses, man. <laughs> the whole time. Um, no, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I agree. And to bring it even more up to date, um, Phil Spector, who by all accounts was a really, truly nasty human being. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. I think this is where you and I are going to... No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, no, I'm saying by all accounts, he was a nasty human being yes. uh, based on the fact that he was medically diagnosed as a schizophrenic yeah he was and that's not his fault 100 percent um the drugs it, and that didn't help the drugs didn't help alcohol um, but, and but stories like he disagreed with how a line should be sung with leonard cohen and held a gun to his head until he sang it the way that he wanted to if if that's true i'm saying by all accounts he was a bad person my argument is that still doesn't take away the fact that he produced and pioneered music in such a way, like you, you can't, you just can't delete that history. I, I understand he murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did do that, and that does tend to get you labelled as somewhat of a bad egg. But, but um, my point is, and obviously it's not funny. That's totally not okay. But we all laugh. Is the point is that doesn't and cannot you, that can't delete what he did before. It can't delete the fact that he the wall of sound like he pioneered it, the way it, music it is was kind recorded. of irrelevant to it, isn't it? So for anyone that doesn't know, Phil Spector is a producer from the sixties and he pioneered uh, recording uh, instruments and a lot of the songs from the sixties, the pop stuff you'll hear uh, would be produced by him. And he had a thing called the wall of sound, which he was famous for, which is basically he would take five pianos, five guitars, five cellos, five whatever, not necessarily all fives. And he would get them to play the same thing all at the same time because his, his idea was that um, if you put all those instruments together, you don't have a piano anymore, you don't have a guitar anymore, you have a new instrument, it's a new sound by using yeah. all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, he did used to carry a gun around and he used to be very possessive uh, of yeah. all his wives and stuff. He was, he was a bit crazy. Of all of his wives. Yeah, I think he had a couple. Oh, right, okay. And, and he, I think he killed the last one, or it might have been. I can't remember why he did, but it was something silly. It was over something silly. Either way, he's just died this week in prison, and the BBC had to rewrite a headline of them because they put music producer and murderer Phil Spector dies at 81. And then there yeah. was someone got a bee in their bonnet. Some yeah, other I... crusader in their dressing gown at their keyboard got a bee in their bonnet because... Oh, you, you can't say that. He killed someone. So let's ignore all of his great work before, you know, do you know what he did it? So, so um, let's, let's take somebody like Barack Obama right now. He's lauded by a lot of people as being like the greatest, not the greatest ever president, but the best president in a long time. If he was to do something really bad tomorrow. Yes. Is all of that deleted? Yeah, that's exactly it, isn't it? Oprah how, Winfrey. How yeah. If she did something bad, is all of her good stuff deleted? You know? Yeah. I just you don't agree with it. You can't delete Oprah. No, I'm not saying delete Oprah. I'm saying is the you know the good things that she's done. Yeah, 
But what I'm saying is you can't delete her. Okay, right. Point taken. Yeah, thanks. So that was our news of the week. That was a nice, nice little way to open up the the old brain and the lungs to get chatting. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, just before we chat um, about musical relationships, Nick, I just wanted to know what you think of the new logo. Ah, it's brilliant, isn't it? I tell very... you, I, and I went with the tea instead of the tequila. You did, you did. I like it. It's very good. I still not sure where the Mexican theme comes from, but <laughs> you do I... have a thing for Mexicans, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I always have. Um, I don't know either. Um, I just, it was just like a pickle. Is that not a Mexican thing? Uh, well, like more a like a chili or something. Well, I'll tell you what, pickle, yeah, you can have dill, gherkin, cinnamon pickle, lime pickle. Pickle is a relish consisting of vegetables or fruit preserved in vinegar or brine. Okay. Or in, in the case of the Little Pickle podcast, uh, in a difficult situation, I am in a pickle. Yeah. But go. then you've taken, I don't know, I don't think it is Mexican. I don't know where it comes from. It's, maybe it's e- American. Either way, burgers. either way, our mascot is Mexican. All right, yeah. he's a little gherkin with a sombrero, nice. maraca, yeah. and a cup What's of tea. What's his name? Uh, Pedro. Pedro the Pickle Podcast. Yeah. There's a lot of peas going on there, Padre. Uh, I'm all about the peas. <laughs> you are. So before we move on to the main, the main topic of discussion for this week's episode, which is music and relationships, as Russ has pointed out, uh, we do actually have a sponsor of this week's episode. Do we? Already? We do, we do yeah. People okay. are queuing up around the door to, to give us money. This week's episode of the Little Pickle Podcast is sponsored by headhut.com. Do you sometimes find yourself struggling to get ahead in life? At headhut.com, you'll find the dark web's larger selection of legitimate heads available to ship internationally for any occasion. Imagine Kim Kardashian West's head at your best friend's baby shower or Sir David Attenborough's silver melon for your next lockdown dinner party. Perhaps a noisy neighbour's head on a personalised display spike is more your thing. You'll find it all and more at headhut.com. All heads are sourced responsibly. Use discount code THELITTLEPICKLEDHEAD before February 1st, 2020 to receive 15% off your first order. So, the next time you find yourself struggling to get ahead in life, use your head, head straight ahead, to headhut.com. So, main topic of discussion today, Ray, uh, music and relationships. How we have managed to spin the proverbial plates of uh, life as a working musician and holding down relationships, both romantic, friendly, and otherwise. Um, Where do you want to start off? Let's start with friends and family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So, my, my pet peeve now where we are in life is people asking me if our band can play their wedding and then we can't because we get booked up and we're not available. Um, and that's the end of it. Like people don't say, would you like to come to my wedding? Yes. But that wasn't always the case. Was it? Did you not find a couple of years into this working mostly every weekend that there were invites, but the invites yeah. who stopped coming in when people realised that you just weren't around, you know? Yeah, and that's the difficult thing, isn't it? It's, it we are victims of our work, um, which and our work is events, functions, you know, that normally in England happen at weekends. Mm-hmm. So anybody, anybody that ever organises anything, unless it's in the week, we can't really go, which sucks, man. A lot yeah. of the time it sucks. Um, and I think, and again, this will lead into the other thing. I think people that work in the industry 
the same as us understand that. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult for people that don't work in the industry. And I, and I understand them and I get it because why would they keep inviting me if I'm not ever around? So let's, let's give some sort of context to this. And so how, what would you say in a year, 52 weeks in a year, how many of those weekends have we, are we busy sort of out and about now bearing in mind the entertainment industry, this industry we work in is mainly active during the summer, spring. Well, I would say January, February, March is a quiet time for us. That's when we can go to things. And yeah. do stuff, from eight, from April that's pretty much it we're out basically every weekend yeah and and, and even like um <clears throat> when I, we've both held like full-time jobs while we've been working as well and even at christmas time we miss so many office parties and things like that because the chances are you're you're playing someone else's office party you know somewhere else so that does kind of have an effect i suppose except those sorts of events where you get to let your hair down and see who the real office crew are you know yeah, which I, and obviously I get it from people that don't work in the industry. They go, yeah, but instead of getting to go to one office party, you get to go to like twelve, and it's like, yeah, but it doesn't work like that because we've got to drive there and then we've got to drive back. Yeah, we're not and drinking and having a good time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we're yeah. having a good time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, we, we're not stuck in a job that we hate. Um, you know, we're we're fortunate that we do we do love our job, but it, it is still work. And, you know, as we discussed last week, it is work. It is just as hard work, if not even harder than other jobs. You know, it's just as much work. So um, we don't just get to go to 12 other Christmas parties. We get, yeah. to, we get to go to them, but we don't get to let our hair We down. get to go to them, not know anybody there, turn up, play a few tunes, pack down and go home. Yeah. And while we miss the party where we know everybody... And the potential for getting a smooch under the mistletoe yeah. by the photocopier diminishes. It does. That's all I've ever wanted. And I think it diminishes every year with, you know, every year that we get older, the wrinkles. Wrinkles getting deeper, don't they? A little bit more. Do we you both... think it's ever going to get to a point where people aren't going to want us to play their stuff because we're just like pot-bellied and, and greasy? Um, I'd like to think I'm out, out by then. Oh, so I see. Right, is this is this you admitting to be live on the Little Pickle podcast that you're planning on leaving? Are you? Well, no, day? not not anytime soon. I mean, are, are you suggesting right. that are you suggesting that I'm close to being pot bellied? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. So <laughs> I think I'm already there. Lockdown hasn't been kind to me. Um, but no, going on from obviously missing various events and functions and things, you, you do find that your social circle shrinks a bit. And there yeah. is quite a, quite a network among musicians and people within this industry. Um, just because everyone's on the circuit, everyone's sort of hustling for a gig. Every, well, we're not because we're popular and they just come to us, baby. But um, and, and to be fair, you can think, oh, God, what an arrogant asshole. But actually, to be fair, we haven't had to do any marketing for a very long time. That's a good thing about weddings. If you're good, you turn up and you're professional, turn up on time, do a good job. And word of mouth will get you everything you need, really. Very true. It's called the snowball effect. It is called the snowball effect. And um, there's another um, scenario we can apply that effect to is um, having to explain to your partner for the fifth weekend running that (laughs) 
yes sorry i'm not free this week to go and watch strictly come dancing at your parents house because i've got another gig i'm sorry babe and um yeah yeah it does sort of have a a it can have a detrimental effect on that i suppose Um, it can have a massively detrimental effect on it i think that's that's the thing that i've always it's been the most obvious thing for me and when i chat to other people that work in the industry that we do it's like it's the thing that people that so trying to get a partner who isn't in the industry um i'm not saying it's impossible because obviously people have done it but it's hard man they've got to be very very understanding patient yeah patient for sure um because you know we're away a lot like we're away pretty much every weekend like we said from april to the end of the year um and there's you know trust the trust has to be there True, because there is also that uh, this is something we'll touch on in the next episode of the little pickle podcast um there's that misconception as well that you're going to all these gigs and you've got all these people like wanting to talk to you and like you know wanting to get with you and that that whole myth will dispel next week but that is something that also (laughs) has quite a a heavy load when it's, it's sort of you know discussing it with your partner as to why you know you're going off and doing all these things and you know, but and then they sort of start carving out a life for themselves, and you all, all of a sudden you have your our social life is essentially working, and theirs is you know yeah. doing the Monday to Friday, and then going out for the weekend. So it is it is difficult. Um, it's a balancing act, you know, but it it can be done. Just diff- difficult thing to manage, I think, is the the point that we want to get across. But mm. so far, um, I don't know. So far, we're both still alive, so that's something to hang on to, I guess. Yeah, just about. <laughs> what 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 are your plans for next week's podcast? Next week, I think we should talk about. Uh, well, we should set about dispelling some of the myths surrounding life as a musician and people that don't quite know really what it's like, but have their sort of, I guess, the stereotypes that they. They, they think and that can range from anything from you know like i said earlier you get all these people you know you must get with loads of bridesmaids and all that no 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 we don't and um uh or to you know late musicians are typically lazy people mm. but you've had some experience in that haven't you having to manage <laughs> six musicians <So> maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. that's not quite a myth oh no I'm, I'm happy to, to shed some light on that for sure i bet you are yeah <laughs> all right let's do that next week then that sounds good um uh, i want to jump to if it's all right to my karen of the week karen of the week here we go karen she's done it again all right so this one is a um it's a facebook status nicholas i hope you're okay with that yes i don't mind <laughs> um well we said last week it's gonna be it could be real world or it could be facebook or it could be oh i see what so you're saying. just just giving you the heads up that this is a a genuine facebook status okay, okay? i'm just gonna read it start yeah. to finish mm-hmm. and we can discuss after all right go for it okay um if masks were necessary for our survival as a species we would have evolved one by now we haven't we have noses and mouths We have airways. It is not natural for people to go around with face masks on in their general life, and no amount of government propaganda can change that. Wow, strong words. Very strong. I mean, 
What do you the, think? What the, point are they making? Uh, I don't know, but the, my first question is, Karen, do you wear shoes? Mm. Because if I'm right in thinking, that's the same thing. Like you, like shoes. You, if if you needed shoes, you would have evolved them by now. Mm. Clothes. If you needed clothes, you would have evolved them by now, Karen. You wear them for a purpose. There's a reason. We don't have gills either, but we like to swim. Exactly. You know, flying. Flying is another thing. I don't have wings. Do you? Uh, No. No. You are my angel, though. That's weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, so back to Karen, your thoughts. Oh, again, it's probably the same person that's campaigning to have Donald Trump removed from the the home alone thing. It's just, do you reckon? Oh, that could have gone in. That could have, to be fair, that could have been the Karen of the week this week, that that Donald Trump thing. But yeah, I see your point. You know, cross could be the same person. Stories. Yeah. But yeah, this. Look, at the end of the day, like, whether you agree with the mask wearing or not, by not wearing a mask, it's quite a funny story. And it's not funny for a particular reason, which will make itself apparent as I tell it. Um, I knew a a person that was very much like this person, very anti-wear a mask. You can't make me wear a mask and all that sort of jazz. And then a member of his family caught it. And all of a sudden, that sort of thing kind of went out the window. And he was wearing masks after that. And I'm just like, well... Uh, fortunately, you know, it, you know, it was a young person in his family and they got fine and it was great. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, I don't know, I think you're just sort of kicking up fuss for no for no reason. I mean, personally, I don't know if they work. I, I have no idea, but I'd wear one anyway, because if it makes, it's also about making other people feel safe. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, I think it, also, I, I think it, we obviously don't know 100% whether they, how much of a difference they actually make, but let's say they make 3% difference. Surely that's better than not making 3% difference. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if it helps, then great. But either way, yeah, like wear a mask, don't wear a mask, do whatever you want to do. I get, I, that's the thing. My knickers are twisted when I forget a mask and it puts me out. Yeah. That's my only beef with wearing a mask. Other than that, I don't mind. Do you know what I mean? If, if, I see people walking down the road and they see me and it's like they freeze because I'm so hunky, but no, it's like they freeze because they, because they're like, Oh my God, I'm within, you know, some people are more paranoid about it than others. Some people care. Yeah. Just put a mask on. It's, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, okay. Might make things a little bit uncomfortable to breathe, but some people get off on that. Maybe you're into it. Put a mask on. Who knows? But anyway, the fact is it's easy. And if it makes other people feel feel safe at this time of like fear and everyone's sort of bit all over the place then why not you know what i mean just just do your bit exactly yeah yeah my yeah i completely agree with you and the only thing i would add as well is whatever you decide to do you don't have to shout about it like if you don't agree with something you don't you don't have to write it on facebook i I want to say that to a lot of people (laughs) yeah i know how you don't have to write how you feel, what you ate for dinner, what you've got planned for tonight, what you think about the new Battersea Dogs Home with Paul O'Grady. You don't have to share everything on Facebook. Just, just think about your fellow human being. If, if it's better, 
which it probably is at this moment for everybody just to wear a mask, just wear a mask. To be fair, what you were saying, I don't mind. Show us a picture of your dinner, you know. <laughs> show, show me a picture of you having just worked out. Fine, whatever. But the whole government propaganda, all this sort of stuff, that's fear-mongering. Yeah. Yeah. There's, no, there's no need for it, do you know what I mean? Like, it's only wearing a mask. I get it. If you don't want to get a jab, that's something completely different. That's something going in your body that's, that's heavy, you know. Yeah. But putting a mask on ain't going to kill you. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, send us more pictures of your, your chicken pie. Yeah, send okay. us more yeah. pictures of that. I'm happy with that. You know, because then I don't have to hear your little paranoid ramblings about bugger all. I don't know. Karen, she's done it again. Okay, so as uh, we bring the uh, Little Pickle podcast to an end for another week, um, what would normally be educating Russ, uh, it, it, I've now changed it, as I said at the start of the podcast. Why have you changed it? Uh, I've changed it for, well, I was having a shower and I was thinking about you, obviously, as oh, I do. And I was thinking... don't say that out loud. No, I shouldn't. And, and with the angel remark earlier, I think people are going to start <laughs> getting the wrong audience. Not the wrong <laughs> audience, they can still listen. I have no problem. Anyway, so... um. I'm in the shower and I just thought educating Russ, it sounds a bit like, you know, because unless, unless I'm talking to you about rocket science, which is something you definitely don't know about, educating Russ, you know, what if I'm, I, I, what if I've called it this and I try and tell you something like last week, you already knew it. I'm not educating you at all. So, well, I mean, to be in your defense, I, I had heard the word, but I, I couldn't have necessarily given you the information that you gave me. So I, I learned from it. I gained something. I appreciate that, and thanks for the support, and that's why our 22 years of friendship still burns as bright as a flame at the uh, start of the day. Yeah, I still hate you. Know, you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so, basically, <laughs> I've decided not to call it Educating Russ, because imagine if someone really intelligent listens to this, and they're like, oh, Educating Russ, so it's just be quite good, and then I say something they already know. They must get the idea that you, Russ, are a bit of an idiot, because you didn't know something that's quite obvious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I get you. I'm trying to defend your honour. Anyway, I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. So <laughs> I've decided to to rename this segment of the Little Pickle Podcast um, to the uh, Head Scratchers Lounge. Okay, so... Head Scratchers know, Lounge. The Head Scratchers Lounge. Let me invite you into the Head Scratchers Lounge, where we ponder and pontificate about concepts or things, you know, and this is where you're going to get intellectually massaged, so to speak. Sounds erotic. Mm, it does, and it will be. Um, okay, you'll hit me. Okay, so I, I, actually, it's funny you say that. That leads me into this <laughs> very well. So, Russ and I went to, a, I went to school with a, a young man called James Baker. Do you remember him? I do remember James Baker. Yeah, it's blonde. Smelt of porridge, but the nice guy. <laughs> Smelt of porridge? He did. It smelled like he'd, um, like, it was like a mixture of Pritt stick and porridge. So imagine he'd like, got a Pritt stick and dipped it in like, some oats and used it as a roll-on under his armpit. That's kind right. of what he used to smell like. I used to sit next to him in, in, in English. I mean, anyway, he could, what, could have smelled of worse things, I guess. Oh, yeah. I'm not complaining about it. And in fact, I didn't mind <laughs> sniffing glue. It was, it was fun, you know. Probably explains why some of my grades weren't quite up to scratch. But um, <laughs> uh, no, mother, if you're listening, I didn't do drugs and stuff. Your son's just a fool. Um, anywho, <laughs> so what of James Baker and TV illusionist, mind reader, whatever else you could call him, magician, Darren Brown got in common? Oh, um, have they both got blue eyes? Yeah, probably. 
probably we'll go with that that's your answer and it's not right and there's no way you could know the right answer okay good uh so darren brown right i read a thing in a book that he wrote about um he had this technique to uh, to avoid getting in any fights or any things like that right um and basically he there's a story he told where he's walking home from some weird magician thing and he's dressed like a friggin' wizard or whatever and some piss bloke in the street approaches him having had a fight with his girlfriend and he's looking at Darren Brown and he's going to smack him one. He's like, do you want to fight? And all this sort of stuff and asked him, you know, do you want to fight? And Darren Brown just basically turned around and said to him, the fences outside my house are four feet tall. Right. Right. James Baker, our friend is walking up the stairs in a club and a pissed guy is getting led out by the bouncers and as they cross each other on the stairs, the piss guy grabs James and instinctively, James turns around and hisses at this guy like a cat. <laughs> right? And the guy just jumped off and like sort of let him go and James carried on. Now, the, the, what, the concept I'm bringing to you is this idea that if you are confronted with a situation like that, where, you know, you've got a fight or flight, you've got impending violence happening. Do you, you know, this idea of if you're just so fucking random yeah as random as you can be that it, it would take the sting out of the situation and you'll avoid getting beaten it, do you think that's a concept you would ever employ in uh, a real life situation um yeah yeah if i if i had the brain power to react quick enough to do it i i've i have always thought um and i thought it would be really funny but again i I would never have the brain power to think this quickly that if somebody started on me i would just drop my trousers (laughs) 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 like just because it would be like a distraction method for that to then to go i'm not going to fight a man that's half naked like who would want to fight a man that's half naked you wouldn't would you you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> so, but, but the, the, I can only, I can only give it, you give you a real world example of the time that I got knocked out. <laughs> I got knocked yeah. out in a nightclub for trying to look after one of the, uh, an ex band mate, um, that was in this band. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him. I might've just confused him with somebody else, but we, we it was in, it, it was known as music room after Goldfingers. Was that, I remember you getting smacked in that once. Yeah, I think John, John, Cox, wearing... was, John Cox was there because I had <laughs> no, a wig on. No, you had a... It was for my 25th birthday. Oh, it was Jamie Smart. Jamie Smart was there, but you were wearing this this hilarious Afro wig. <laughs> I was. You were wearing this hilarious Afro wig. I can't remember what happened. All I remember is turning around and seeing you sort of like stumbling. So you'd obviously got up again and stumbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bounced back pretty quick, but I was out of it. That's the only time in my life that I can remember hitting, like, it sounds weird, but when you get knocked out, you know about it. Like, genuinely, it was, I I can remember hitting the floor, even though I was unconscious. Um, And at similar time, I seem to be one of these people that run towards danger. So there there was a bouncer for for the same... (laughs) For the, same establishment. for the same establishment that wasn't winning shall we say um <laughs> <laughs> he was literally getting his ass kicked um and this guy was being a bit of a knob to me as well so i stepped in to help the bouncer out um yeah. i won't say yeah basically i just you know did what i needed to do i didn't 
throw any punches. I just rest- helped the bouncer restrain him before he kicked the bouncer's ass. Um, so, so this, I remember it. As well. <laughs> so, so this whole idea of um, like distracting them, I just I don't think my brain would work quick enough. I see. Yeah, it was a split second thing. By the time you'd have even got your belt undone, you would be on the floor. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, yeah. <laughs> hang on a second, mate. Let me just. Sorry, it's it's a button flight. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> that would be so annoying. But but it? to be fair, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That that uh, thing of using something so random and something that completely catches them off guard. Yeah. Like, you know, if someone comes to you, you you're looking for a fight they're looking for aggression back or they're looking for or like fear or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you completely come out of left field with something, you know, you're looking for a fight. When I play Monopoly, I like to buy all the stations first. Do you know what I mean? Something completely. Yeah. And then I'd be like, what, you know, it wouldn't, I don't know. But then in theory, I think that's a good, good thing to do, but would you do it if someone started on you in front of your missus? Cause imagine, imagine you're walking down the street, some guy starts on you, you know, he's smaller than you, but you want to avoid the violence. Yeah. Um, so you try, I don't know. I like several kinds of mustard and, and it, it just ends up looking, you just end up looking fucking ridiculous. Not only have you said something ridiculous, but you've also just been knocked down. Yeah, exactly. And that, I, that's know, the I, risk. You... I, I think the best thing that we can do is, I mean, once all of this has blown over, let's just go and try it out. Go and start some fights, shall we? Well, no, we won't start them. We'll look for trouble, yeah. but we won't we won't initiate the trouble. We'll try and deflect the trouble by hissing at them. Good, you know, good <laughs> like example. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that, James Baker. Well done. Um, yeah, you know, or whatever else. Yeah, we can talk about Monopoly or um, read them the, you know, the American Amendments. I don't know. We could we could read them a transcript of the Little Pickle podcast. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if if they. If they're looking for a fight, you've come to the wrong place. But if you're looking to be entertained for 40 minutes or so, bing, bing, bing. You know? You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, well, that was the end of the Head Scratchers Lounge. Um, how do you feel about the rest? Do you, do you think that it's given you something to pontificate? Uh, I do. I do. I like it. I, I've got this image in my head of uh, like a gentleman's lounge where people are sat with big cigars and cognac. Men uh, and women. No, no, just men. In, in this, in this, no, no, I don't, I don't. But in my head, I've just You're sexist. In, no, I'm not sexist. I just envisage just men chatting about things like we've just chatted no, about. Just edit there. You envisage <laughs> just men. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like that. That subject itself, the women would want to get in. I mean, they might do, but it's very rare that a woman would need to to stop, stop. herself. Absolutely <laughs> stop. I'm telling you. <laughs> But do you get what I'm trying to say? Men <laughs> fight for sure. Women, they defamate each other's characters. That's okay. how they. That's how they go to war with each other, for the yeah. most part. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that now. And all, all of the listeners, all of them are female, are just going to beat me up now when they see me on the street. Yeah, <laughs> and, they will. I, and I'm going to have to. And you're just going to drop your trousers. <laughs> 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 Which is even worse because they're a woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a defense mechanism all of a sudden. It's, it's an, an arrest. arrest. <laughs> it's an arrest and a criminal, criminal. record. <laughs> and for some reason, they take away my license. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it, but I still lose my license. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, 
I yeah, I I like it, and I just like the fact that I I go away from this podcast every week with something and a new thought, and then maybe it's something I can add to my life. Yeah, and I think that's what it's about, isn't it? That's thanks to you. Well, you're welcome. Um, I I just feel like if people are going to listen in their thousands, which they are, you know, Nick, you you just don't know. In in two three weeks, we could have ten thousand a day. I mean, it's unlikely, but you just might. I mean. If, if you think about the film that Kevin Costner did, um, the one where he's in the cornfield. Um, Robin Hood? No, no. Um, the other JFK. one. No. Um, Waterworld? No, because that's not a field. That's just loads of water. But that is an excellent film, by the way. Um, field of Dreams. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot field of Dreams. Um, has Kevin Costner ever won an Oscar? <sighs> ah, oh, good question. I don't know. I really don't know. But I'll tell what? you who has won an Oscar. Hey. In five years' time. Hey. What? Hey. Oscar for the best podcast goes to... Drumroll, please. Ooh. Do you think we'll do it? Yeah, man. Absolutely. With this kind of content, we can't go wrong. Okay. Have faith. I, well, yeah, that ties in nicely to what I... So what I was trying to say was... Field of Dreams, right? They says the line, which like Aerosmith had something to do with as well... Um, not in Field of Dreams, in another that was, film. That was Wayne's World, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that I am saying. So I just think it's a nice way to sign off. And it ties in with one day we will get an Oscar, I believe. Um, if you build it, they will come, is what he says. But what I want to say is, if you record it, they will listen. Good night. Good night.